Welcome to Back from the Abyss. I'm Dr. Craig Heacock. In today's mini-episode, I explore my three desert island meds. A little introduction to this. When I was in college, I had a girlfriend. Hello, Betsy, if you're listening. I had a girlfriend who, whenever I was faced with a difficult or complicated decision, she would say, what would you do if they were going to shoot your dog? And I would say, I don't have a dog. And who are these people that are going to shoot my dog? And she'd look in my eyes and she would say, Craig, if they were going to shoot your dog, what would you do? And this would usually then begin a long, detailed, back and forth sort of argued, argued, uh, deep dive into some thing that she wanted me to explain myself on. But actually, I kind of like that because she would make me think through issues in a very deep way. And even now, 30 years later, 35 years later, I still will sometimes think, hmm, if they were going to shoot my dog, I actually have two dogs now. I hope nobody wants to shoot either one. But that's my, my trigger to myself to don't just, don't just uh, go with the gut, but try to think through something. So this idea of three desert island meds, this comes from a very 70s, 80s idea of desert island albums. Now, some of you listening may wonder, what is a desert island album? But for those of us who grew up in the 70s and 80s, there was a question we would ask if you're on a desert island and you only had three albums, what would they be? Which was sort of like, if they were going to shoot your dog, what albums would you grab? And I was thinking just before recording this, do I want to share my Desert Island albums? I'm actually embarrassed because revealing my deepest musical preferences seems uh, super vulnerable, but I'm going to say it and Chris, don't laugh at me. (laughs) Okay, I'll just say it quickly. My three Desert Island albums would be Meatloaf, Bat Out of Hell. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. And Vivaldi, Four Seasons, and Sufjan Stevens, Illinois. Okay, but moving on to my three desert island meds. I like this question because in psychiatry, we're confronted with so many medications and treatments and modalities and literally an endless list of medications we could try. But what are the three? If I, if I were on a desert island, or the International Space Station, or the Mars Colony, or, or whatever shoot-your-dog scenario I want to come up with, what would be my three go-to meds? And here's how I started thinking through this. Well, number one, what's effective? Number two, what's safe? Number three, what problems am I likely to see? And it turns out if you look at the long list of psychiatric drugs on the market, the vast majority of them are what we call me-too drugs, meaning they all kind of do the same thing. There's only four or five, six families of meds. And in those families, they all kind of do the same thing. So here's how I thought. On my desert island, hmm, there's probably going to be a need to treat anxiety. And I would argue that the best medication, safest, most effective for many people to treat anxiety is, drum roll please, Lexapro. Escitalopram. You can look for the spelling of that in the show notes. Lexapro is a serotonin med, an SSRI. And as many of you will know who listen to this podcast, the SSRIs can be super effective to help with ruminative and obsessional and panic type anxiety, or as I described before, both above the neck and below the neck anxiety. 
And super cool thing, Lexapro seems to have the lowest sexual side effects in general. So if you're on this desert island and you're having to take SSRIs, which definitely have sexual issues in a lot of people, you probably want to be on the one with the lowest sexual side effects. So for many people, that's Lexapro. Number two, we need something to address depression. Now, this was tricky because depression is depression is a complicated idea because depression is really a final common pathway. You know, there's a thousand different ways you can get to depression. You can get there through bipolar disorder or grief or pancreatic cancer or hypothyroidism or low testosterone or head injury. So what would I do in my desert island to treat the people with depression? Well, I thought it would probably be helpful to have a true depression med that, that addresses endogenous depression, which usually we think of as more of a hypersomnia, bipolar thing. And so that would be, drumroll please, med number two, also starting with the letter L. Lamictal, or Lamotrigine is the generic name. I think Lamictal is number two because it is very safe. Um, as some of you have heard in an earlier episode, you know, many psychiatrists think Lamictal was the last really safe, good depression med that has come on the market in a long, long time. What about med number three? Now, this is very difficult because we have a good chunk of anxiety above the neck, below the neck, obsessionality, ruminative thinking, panic. We got that fairly covered with number one. We have hypersomnic, bipolar, kind of endogenous depression covered with number two. But what about number three? Well, I assume that on my desert island that there wouldn't be crystal meth. <laughs> Maybe that's a big assumption. And I also assume there wouldn't be cocaine or THC weed. And that's actually an important assumption because if you look, at least in American psychiatric practice, what percentage of psychosis, of psychotic symptoms are caused by methamphetamine or cocaine or Adderall or weed, basically those drug-induced psychoses, it's a huge percentage. So I'm just going to assume that on my desert island we don't have any psychosis-inducing drugs, which means the only people with psychosis would either A, have schizophrenia, or B, maybe have some kind of schizophrenia, bipolar, or combination like schizoaffective disorder. And we could treat a lot of those with my third L med, number three, lithium. Lithium med number three, I like alliteration, but I chose it also because like the first two, it's a very safe med. It has a long uh, track record of of efficacy. And it hits a group of people on the island that the first two might not because lithium is a powerful med to address agitation, mania, psychosis when it's part of a, a bipolar or schizophrenic variant that we call schizoaffective disorder. And another really cool trick, lithium seems to lower overall rates of aggression and violence. So as the island psychiatrist, theoretically, if things got out of control on the island, I could figure out a way to get some lithium in the water and not only lower suicide rates, but possibly even make things a little less violent. So that's a cool trick. Um, <laughs> uh, a few assumptions I made. Number one, I was assuming uh, also on this island that that there were other sort of shaman or physician type people. Because if I'm the only medical person, I think I'm going to ditch lithium and choose a different number three. And that's an old med called amitriptyline, which as uh, some of you know, is what we call a dirty drug. It, hit, it hits lots of receptors in the brain. 
And because it hits so many receptors, it does a lot of things. But on a desert island or on the International Space Station or Mars, that would be good. So amitriptyline helps with sleep and mood and anxiety and diarrhea and pain and migraines and on and on. So, yeah, so I would say uh, lithium might get booted out for amitriptyline if, in fact, I'm the only medical type person on this island. So take home from today, if you're ever ending up stranded and suffering in some remote place or God forbid, in the deep recesses of some doctor's office. Just remember the big three L medications, Lamictal, Lithium, Lexapro. They're very cheap. They're typically very safe. And um, uh, one other thing I want to throw out there, if you happen to be taking in 2019, if you're on a brand name psychiatric medication, you got to ask yourself what's up because I here's a little secret. All the good meds in 2019, all the good psychiatric meds are generic. So if you're taking something brand name, you might want to look like lurking in the bushes over there or maybe over there. Is that a drug rep? Wait, is that a drug rep? What is there a drug rep around the corner? Hmm. You know, it's not called paranoia if it's really happening after all. If you like this episode, please share it with anyone else who might find hope or meaning in this story. Check out our website, bftapodcast.com, where you can learn more about us and this project, get more information on the treatments mentioned in the stories, as well as additional resources and music credits. You can also email us with comments or story requests. If you have time, please rate us on iTunes, as this helps us spread these stories far and wide. Much gratitude to my good friend Chris Johnson, who does our sound. And thank you for listening to Back from the Abyss. May each of you find the strength and support to find your way through the darkness. <laughs>